conductive wire And you were so electric I had no say when you came so near And just passed right through me Before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to let you know that you can follow Welcome to Geekdom on Instagram at Welcome to Geekdom and on Twitter at Geekdom Pod. There are links to those in the show notes. You can also support the show on Patreon, where I will be releasing bonus content for this podcast and my other podcast, Chat Cemetery. You can rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts or on Podchaser. There are links to all of those things in the show notes, so be sure to do that. It is a huge help for the show and I really appreciate it. Now, let's dive into today's episode. We have reached our final episode for Tim Sale Month. We are talking Daredevil Yellow with Shane Connard today. And Shane, I know we have a slight difference in opinion on this one, but how are you doing? I'm doing well. (laughs) (laughs) So, to be fair, before we dig in, this series wasn't all hits, I wasn't a huge fan of Captain America White in comparison to the rest of these, but I think the way that Daredevil, Hulk, and Spider-Man are all framed from a narrative perspective, you know, this one is framed as a letter to Karen after her death. And those three have to do with these lost relationships that just hit on a different level for these characters and then well, for me, at least personally as a reader. So I think the way issue one was framed kind of lets you know right away, okay, we're kind of talking to a dead Karen here, which Mm -hmm. isn't really a spoiler. She's died like 20 times in the comics. I don't know if it's actually been that many, but you know, no one stays dead anyway in Marvel comics, so it's okay. But we get that framing and then we also immediately get Battle and Jack's death. So... They're just hitting Daredevil <laughs> with all of the feels right away. Yeah, yeah. They 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 decided to go with uh, the deaths of two different loved ones, which is and like I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna save myself a little bit here and say that as far as the framing itself is concerned, like I actually did enjoy it. I I love the 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 letter to Karen. Mm-hmm. I'm happy with the battling Jack backstory that that you get. We'll get into the things I disliked later, I guess. I just, I at least wanted to start with that. It wasn't all, it wasn't all hate. It wasn't all hatred here. Yeah. And previously I did a Daredevil character episode with our friend Derek Denny. And Mm -hmm. we went through quite a few comics there, but we skipped this one because I knew I was going to be doing this episode at a later date. And this series, the shining point for me is Tim Sale's art. I really love the way he draws all of these characters. And that's why I dubbed this Tim Sale month, not Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale month. And also Jeff Loeb Mm -hmm. has his own separate problems. So for me, it's really about the way that Tim Sale tells the story. I think the narrative stuff does work from Loeb for the most part. There were some where it felt like it was a little too much in some of the other series. But in this one, you know, it's hard because with six issues, you're running through like this entire origin story plus more of a character's history. This isn't just Matt Murdock becoming Daredevil. It's him going Mm -hmm. through so many things. He is trying to rescue Karen in issue five. We see him 
fighting with Electro and Foggy's going to propose to Karen. (laughs) And there's so much happening in such a short span. You know, these are stories that have previously been told over hundreds of issues, you know? Well, maybe not hundreds, but many issues. Like if you read Spider-Man Blue, it took a long time to get from Spider-Man's origin to Gwen Stacy's death. That wasn't a quick progression. And it's the same with Matt and Karen. So they're really condensing this in a way that makes it, I think, easier to hit you emotionally because it's not drawn out and you don't have all this other stuff going on. But at the same time, the art really has to sell the story. I agree. And uh, as far as all of the the Daredevil action sequences uh, in regards to the artwork are concerned, probably the most, I don't want to say redeeming, but the the at least my personal favorite part, as far as the things I dislike, it just has to do with like, <laughs> it just has to do with the backing out of the scope a little bit and uh, looking into the... Nelson and Murdoch as a whole and feeling my own sense of problems with it. Not that these aren't problems that are presented throughout different Daredevil uh, arcs. It's just that I just for some reason really hit on just how unprofessional of a, of a business practice we've got going on here. Yeah. There, there's a lot of foggy nonsense as well throughout different arcs. But do we, I don't, I don't, I can't think of another time where Foggy's just without any real interest being uh, reciprocated whatsoever. He's just, I'm going to propose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, the thing about these comics, too, is they very much go back to the origin time period for the characters, too. And that's something I've enjoyed with the others. And with this one, yeah, you have this sort of almost old timey way they're going about it. And I'm just like, I know this is an older comic, but it's still not the 50s, I don't think. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's the thing that got me. It was very odd that Foggy's just like, oh, I'm just going to propose because I feel this way, not because it's like anything mutual. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it was supposed to be humorous, but the <laughs> just the whole... Uh... You know, I could I could sense anything, and I could f- feel all these other heartbeats, but I couldn't see this one coming. And then it's just like Fog is gonna propose because because he likes the gal, and he wants to, and and therefore it's his right to just throw himself at her entirely, and we're okay with it as the reader. I <laughs> just <laughs> she can't say no. Mm-hmm. There is that at least. She can, but but we know how the comics work. What's that gonna like? What's that gonna mean for her job? That this all goes back to how unprofessional of a business practice is this? Yeah, you have that struggle between Matt and Karen in certain storylines too. Sure, it's something that's been common throughout the comics, but we get a lot of fun guest appearances in this, like Fantastic Four just showing up and Thing just <laughs> breaking down the wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very good. And then in issue six, you have Kilgrave, who, because I watched the Netflix Marvel shows, I was under the impression that Kilgrave was much more of a Jessica Jones villain. So to see him pop up in Daredevil, especially at the end, and then we get Daredevil in the red suit, too. I mm-hmm. think the red suit is infinitely better than the one with yellow. Yes. <laughs> And that's, and that's because of Karen. And you get that quick Melvin Potter appearance, too. So I kind of 
really enjoyed how they brought in characters that maybe you don't think of as interacting with Daredevil because when you think of Daredevil, he's very much a street level character. He's Mm -hmm. super grounded in Hell's Kitchen. He doesn't really go anywhere else. I, I know he has technically, but to see the Fantastic Four come and interact with him, that's not typical because they're sort of, you know, these heroes who can, some of them can fly and they have all this tech and they just have all of this other stuff going on that is much bigger than the city. Let's put it that way. Just to see those sort of interactions, I think that's kind of what worked for me with this. Yeah. I I really like when the, as far as uh, Daredevil talking about all of these other superheroes being able to fly, Thor and Iron Man, and you get the the shot of uh, Daredevil just grinding on the billy club down a rail. Yeah, there's some fun stuff in here. I don't think this one is necessarily as strong as Spider-Man Blue. I think Spider-Man Blue is hands down my favorite of the four. Mm-hmm. But let's see, for fun, I'll try and rank them. But I think it's Spider-Man, Daredevil, Hulk, and then Captain America. That is also my ranking, despite what my feelings may may have may come off as far as this one is concerned. But. Well, for you, you really like the character of Daredevil. So yes. even though this story has flaws, it's one you can still kind of get behind from Matt's perspective, despite, you know, everything going on with Foggy in this, which I do wish they would have given him a little less to do <laughs> in these, just a little less, because we only had six issues. Give us a little more Matt and Karen, honestly. And you see Matt saving Karen from the owl. There are so many characters in these six six issues. I know. Electro Owl, Gladiator, Kilgrave, Fantastic Four. And Electro being very much a Spider-Man villain. Yep. Been a member of the Sinister Six before. And it's just funny how you sort of don't necessarily realize how these things cross over. But really, there are a lot of villains who did not start out as villains of the characters we now know them for. So you have some Spider-Man villains who ended up becoming Daredevil villains. You know, like Kingpin was around before Daredevil, I think. Yes. But Kingpin now is very much like a Daredevil villain because of the show especially and because of a bunch of the comics. And now, you know, Kingpin moving on to Hawkeye. (laughs) It's like there are certain characters that can share this rogues gallery. Uh, Yeah, well, especially if they're all in New York, you know? (laughs) Yeah, because you have New York and the West Coast Avengers, which Mm -hmm. aren't even really a thing now, but 90% of Marvel's stories take place in, like, Jersey and New York area. Yep, big city, it's easy. (laughs) Fit a lot of people. (laughs) Yeah, and look, I'll give DC some credit in that respect because... Yes, there's Gotham, but then you have Metropolis, which is not really near Gotham. You have Central City, you have all of these other places in DC Comics, whereas, yeah, Marvel kind of seems very New York-centric. And I know there's, like, Madripoor and all these other places Mm -hmm. that they do go, but when you think about it, Avengers Tower and Fantastic Four, both being in New York, it's like, all right, well, they're they're the two big teams. (laughs) 
Yep. And X-Men, of course. Yeah, honestly, between all of the superheroes and villains, they own a lot of New York real estate. Yeah. We're kind of going on a tangent here, but that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Happy to be here. You also have, yeah, the X-Men school, the Xavier School for Gifted Children. And that is in upstate New York, which I knew that wasn't in the city because every time... Every time we see it, it's sort of off on its own. And they kind of purposefully did that because they don't want those kids in the city not knowing entirely how their powers work. So that makes complete sense. But again, it's still in the state of New York. So you have the three main teams all working out of that state with Avengers, Fantastic Four, and the X-Men and Miss Marvel's holding it down in Jersey. Yeah. For a universe where a lot of these heroes can fly, they do seem <laughs> to be in very close proximity to each other. Yeah. And with Daredevil, like we were saying earlier, Hell's Kitchen is kind of like his stomping grounds. And you never really see a ton of other characters go there. Obviously, all of these villains do and Fantastic Four do this time. But it's like, that's his area. Luke Cage has Harlem. Mm-hmm. You know, Jessica Jones seems to be usually in Manhattan-ish area. Spider-Man is in Queens a lot. Yep, yep. yep. So, you know, they're they're covering the boroughs there. <laughs> but Shane, to rope us back <laughs> in and bring it back yeah. to Daredevil a little more. Yeah. Aside from the foggy Karen thing, why didn't this work quite as well for you? Oh, uh, you know I want to bring it back to the foggy Karen thing, though. <laughs> It's just like, and I'm and I'm going to, and I'm sorry. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> if Mr. Murdoch is writing a letter to his deceased loved one, why is he talking about Foggy so much? <laughs> I just, I don't. Well, the thing is, with these, it's almost like two stories are happening at once. You're sort of getting a story about Matt and his beginnings and how things progressed for him. Sure. And then you have the narrative which is him sort of confessing all these things to Karen, essentially. Mm -hmm. So with Spider-Man Blue, Pete is talking to Gwen. He's recording himself talking to Gwen. But what we're seeing is Peter putting on the suit. We're seeing Flash go off to war. So that's where sometimes things like this get tricky because they're kind of trying to tell you two stories at once. Sure. And tie them together, which Spider-Man Blue does beautifully with the way they bookend it. They show Peter with the tapes. And I think that is why that one is my favorite. Honestly, it just works really well. And Daredevil Yellow was the first in the series, I believe. So maybe it just took them a second to sort of, you know, (laughs) work it out. Find their bearings. (laughs) And then Captain America White was the last one, but it happened so long after the first three that... That one had its missteps. <laughs> sure. Yeah. And honestly, I'm really just here to uh, to to challenge your perspective and for you to correct me. And again, that's why I'm happy to be here. It's okay if you don't like this one as much as I do. We have the same rankings, though, for the color series. We do. And it's not that I didn't like the Hulk one. I like that one. It's just I'm not as attached to the Hulk as I am to daredevil and spider-man at this point like i like those characters much more which is probably why my ranking is what it is yeah like i'm just like giving daredevil a little bit of a pass (laughs) um but that's 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 fine it's it's my ranking and i'm gonna stick to it 
as you should. But I know we don't have a ton more to say about this one. I just want to quickly touch on the yellow element to this because with the color series, they're kind of using feelings, using just certain colors for these schemes like Spider-Man Blue is about feeling blue. Hulk Gray is sort of like he's living in between the black and white. And with Daredevil Yellow, you know, yellow, not admittedly not a favorite color of mine. (laughs) And it's one that I haven't really thought about. Like, people are always talking about, oh, red is passion, blue is sad, blah, blah, blah. And I have no idea what yellow would relate to whatsoever, unless it's Daredevil's yellow suit, which I doubt that honestly, is what it is. As far as, like, uh, I guess, less optimistic um, symbolization, like, what yellow can stand for, uh, symbolize, I guess, from a not-so-optimistic standpoint. <laughs> um, it, can, it, can be, it can be a color for jealousy, and they definitely do touch on the jealousy aspect between, yeah. you know, the back and forth between Foggy and with Karen right in the middle. I do appreciate the pivot at the end too to the red it's very pointed and direct and uh done well as soon as that and as soon as you get the red outfit there costume as if you will it just it feels like a weight is kind of lifted off of me because i'm looking at this yellow daredevil that i've seen before but it's Mm -hmm. still just it's jarring to the eye a little bit it's not what my eyes want and uh they satisfy me at the end with the with the full classic red suit Looks dope. Yeah, and as far as I know, the yellow suit was sort of a tribute to his dad, and mm-hmm. it really gives off sort of those boxing vibes, if you will. Yeah, it does. Rest- almost like wrestler vibes. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, it's the same with Spider-Man. That's mm-hmm. what he was doing when everything happened with Uncle Ben in, I want to say, most of the origin stories that have been told, but it's like... Spider-Man was sort of using this luchador (laughs) cover (laughs) and, you know, Daredevil is not quite as covered up. He has a cowl like Batman instead of a full mask like Spider-Man. So there are some differences there, but I feel like the colors were still kind of honoring that. And, you know, it's yellow. (laughs) I can live without it. (laughs) Yeah, it worked, but I could live without it. That, that's a great way to put it. It's just one of those things. But Shane, why don't we go ahead and recommend some other comics? I don't think I have any other notes Ooh. on this. And, you know, like I said, check out that Daredevil character episode for the listeners if you missed it. And, you know, I kind of struggled with a recommendation for this because I kind of just want to recommend stuff in the other episode. So I'm just going to cheat a little here and go with Daredevil, the man without fear. Sounds good. I came into this without any recommendations, and I said that I was going to let my heart speak what it what it what it will at the uh, by the end of the episode, and that's exactly what I'm going to do. And so my recommendation is going to come in the form of not a comic, but um, it's going to be um, specifically Marvel Ultimate Alliance Two for the GameCube. Very specifically, because that was what I—it's <laughs> what I grew up on, and I love playing as Daredevil and uh, and getting to fight people and uh, getting to come back to this and see some classic Daredevil 
yellow. That's that's uh, recommendation one. Recommendation two is going to come in the form of uh, Tenox Pro Skater because of that one panel of Daredevil grinding down a city rail on his billy club and making me think of Tony Hawk. Those are my two recommendations. <laughs> I love that. And you can get Tony Hawk for the PlayStation 5 now because they decided to remaster it and it is a blast. Yep, sure, sure, sure can. Well, Shane... I'm sorry you did not enjoy this comic as much as I did, but I know Daredevil is a favorite of yours, so thank you for joining me to talk about it. And thank you for having me. 